0: I grew up uh, watching Spike Lee's of the world, Robert Townsend's, you know, these types of, uh, of films. So Mr. Wisdom started off because I wanted to actually put out a word, you know, write something <laughs> that made a difference um, and, and told a message instead of, you know, and, and had my experiences embedded in that. I brought in Queen and we got brought in Beauty and I use these names because I was tired of the names that were being used for our black women in film.
1: Interludes, a pure Lighthouse production, brought to you by A1 Pestmasters. For all your exterminating and pest control needs, call A1 Pestmasters. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago... Give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. Chicago native and first-time filmmaker, Andre Blaze Rogers has done some amazing things that most would seemingly think to be impossible. During 2020, he wrote and directed an independent film, during COVID, secured a distribution deal after submitting his work to free film festivals, and the achievement of all time, his film is now available on one of the most popular streaming platforms in the world. No, not Netflix, Amazon Prime. The mysterious Mr. Wisdom is Roger's step into the filmmaking world. Executive producer Michael Womble and I sit down with Dre and two of his cast members to discuss his monumental achievement of this film during one of the most challenging times in our history. Hi, my name is Valerie Johnson and welcome to Interludes. On the podcast on today, I want to introduce you to a new filmmaker based here in Chicago. He has has released a film called The Mysterious Mr. Wisdom. Guys, please welcome Andre Blaze Rogers. How are you doing? I'm doing great.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for the introduction.
1: Right. And uh, and Mr. Uh, and Mr. Blaze, uh, I like to. He says just call him <laughs> Dre. Uh, two of his cast members are here. Could you go ahead and introduce them for me, please?
0: Yes. So with me, I have uh, Yolanda, which actually she plays Queen in the Mysterious Mr. Wisdom and then i have jennifer davis who has uh, just popped on right on time <laughs> and she is beauty um in the mysterious mr wisdom so uh this is my cast here missing one junior but uh that's okay uh we will catch them next time
1: and then also guys
0: as, as you all know myself
1: and the executive producer michael womble we're here to talk the mysterious Mr. Wisdom and to find out all about this film and it's always exciting to have filmmakers on this podcast because lately we have been talking film, we've been talking actors, we've been talking a lot lately and just the overall presence of black filmmakers. I just wanted to find out what inspired Doing this film, and you did this last year during COVID. How 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 was that filming during this time for you, Dre? Um,
0: actually, um, it was difficult, but at the same time, it really wasn't. Um, you know, the reason why is because uh, number one, a lot of people didn't have nothing to do. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, understand there were a lot of things that were happening um, with with the virus, uh, but you know, we had a tight group. I wanted to make sure that um, we had um, at least, you know, not not too many people. I think we only had a cast of maybe seven to eight, you know, people. And uh, we wanted to make sure that our tight group, just, we, we stuck with each other. So we weren't uh, going out, partying, hanging with people. You uh, know, I don't think any of us went to the protest. <laughs> you know, we were kind of just focused. Uh, we had a plan. We had a word uh, that was written. Um, and my hat's off to them because they took uh, what I wrote and they we did it in about set, uh, 75% of that movie was done in one day. And so you know, hats off to them to be able to remember those types of words um, and be able to display that in film in a short period of time. Um, so that was, you know, the biggest win was the fact that, you know, when you're dealing with film and small, you know, small filmmakers with small budgets, you don't want to waste people. You don't waste people's time. Time is money. And if you don't have money to pay them, then you should have a plan that's set up that you don't waste their time. And so that's what that was what uh, my biggest thing was. And so I had a detailed plan that they can go through um, and we knocked it out.
1: And when, when you were coming up with the script, and I'm, it's beautifully shot here in Chicago. What was kind of the, the catalyst for your main character, and you portray the main character, Mr. Wisdom. What was kind of the catalyst for, um, writing this script and saying, I want to specifically, you know, think of uh, shooting these. Uh, neighborhoods, I notice you were in Hyde Park. Notice you were downtown. What, what was, what inspired you to literally highlight Chicago?
0: I think the biggest thing and the biggest inspiration for Mr. Wisdom uh, uh, was the fact that uh, number one, you know, I saw a lot of things hope happening with our youth, and being a father also, um, that I saw a lot of advantages. I went to school, back to school, and learned a little bit about film and, um, you know, took some classes. And the biggest thing I saw is that people in um, Chicago public schools, they had like apples, they had like every technology that you can think of in those schools, but there will be nobody at the desk using them. And so I was in there, I was using all of that stuff. And then I was like, started writing. I wanted to write about Mr. Wisdom because I was like, what happened, what would happen if you put uh, I put, you put me in a young body or, you know, put an old guy in a young body, like what, who would gain the most out of that switch, you know? And, uh, and so that's how Mr. Wisdom was kind of born. Um, you know, it was going to be a switch that happened. And, you know, let's find out what happens. And, you know, what, what what's the young guy going to do? What's the old guy going to do? And who is going to gain the most knowledge?
1: Right. Michael, go ahead and take it over from this. Uh before,
2: let's let's go uh, one more question kind of about filmmaking before we we talk about the actually uh, the plot, the structure, the cast and and the excellent job they did with the film. Um before when we were talking you were mentioning you were talking about my Superman, the man from Metropolis. Metropolis <laughs> Illinois. Yes. Metropolis, <laughs> Illinois. That's Oscar Micheaux. Yes. That man and that you found some inspiration in what Oscar Michelle did. Um, I want to ask you about that. And also, um, in addition to yourself, do you see any other filmmakers out there who are following in that tradition? I know that they are Black filmmakers. There's no doubt about that. But I'm talking about people who are following in Michelle's tradition.
0: Um, you know, the biggest thing when studying about Michelle is that he um, had small budgets. He had the first uh, black motion picture uh, film um, company uh, for a black man, all totally, totally owned. And he did forty-four films, okay. And each film that he did and was sold paid for the next film, and so he couldn't really pay for that much film, right? Cause it was real, the real reels, you know, eight, it was 1800, you know, so the, it, he couldn't pay for that much film. So everything was like one take. <laughs> so It was like, Whoa, man. It's a, he did it, you know? And yeah, the quality as the time will go on in 44 film, he wanted to get better, but he did what he had to do, you know, and he put, you know, black film kind of on, on the map. And, uh, you know, just studying that and knowing that um, it is possible to do if you do have a plan um, and then you have good people who want to execute that plan, um, it's very possible. Very, when we, with the technology we got, please, is very much possible. But, you know, um, I think the biggest thing is he had stories. Uh, they were controversial. You know, uh, the press that they put out, about him uh, was just it, it was racist in the, in its highest form um, but um, at the end of the day he made real stories about real um, life stories that happens and you know not the things that we're seeing now that are you know kind of replicated so um, the originality was just off the chain at that point and that's what I studied
2: do you see anybody, do you see anybody doing that today? Um, I mean, they're black filmmakers. I mean, we could, we could, I could give you a whole list of them off the top of my head, but in terms of following Michelle's tradition, I know you mentioned one of them who was from Chicago uh, before. You mentioned Robert Townsend.
0: Robert Townsend, um, you know, a lot, you see a lot of that in, in Spike. Um, I don't know, what is your theory on where Metropolis came from? <laughs> if
1: That's any. That's any city. Isn't that weird? Any, I just is, is, it, it is, no. That's any is. city. It's literally any city because we're we're. I always think about the okay, DC okay. Marvel, the DC no, Marvel but, but universe.
2: Is, that is, <laughs> but but officially in bio, that's where Michelle is from. Yeah, he's from mm-hmm. Metropolis, which. Which I guess you could interpret it, Valerie, as saying like he could be from anywhere in Illinois mm-hmm. and he makes the trip. He makes the trip out west. He comes back to Chicago. He has this vision. He makes sure that it's executed in a way. And I think one of the things that um that you you have mentioned and we certainly don't want to overlook is the fact that if you're doing this all in one day, you're doing this all in one take, you've got an incredible cast to do that because uh you know we see modern movies now the outtakes and the blooper reel and nah, they ain't no blooper reel, man. That's money. You yeah. right.
0: <laughs> yeah. You are right. Right. You're right.
2: right? You're Take right. one, done. Move on. So we have two of the uh the leading ladies of of the film here with us. We've got uh Miss uh Yolanda Bell and we have uh Miss uh Jennifer Davis. Uh Miss Bell plays queen the character queen um stavis plays beauty in the film and i just want to ask both of you uh you uh, ladies about this this um process what was it like making this film and and tell us the different ways you contributed to the film we see what you do on the screen but what else did you do how how else did you contribute to the overall um the overall video that we get to see on on amazon prime
3: uh, well I'm Yolanda, of course. And again, thank you for having us today. Um, I am Queen. And to be honest with you, ever since we filmed this or we started filming, everyone in the cast and other people I know who have watched it, they now call me Queen. So <laughs> I because I have a new identity now. <laughs> Welcome Queen.
2: Welcome queen.
3: Thank you. Uh well, as far as um as far as what as is, is that I contributed or saw in the film, I wouldn't say it was actually, to be honest with you, it, it was a lot of fun. We had a wonderful time. And as he mentioned, the time span that we took to film it, I mean, it was pressing, but considering we all have such a passion for the industry, uh, we were willing to sacrifice our time and our talent. So it was all well worth it. Uh, we. We put ourselves into it. That's what I would say. We put ourselves into the role. We put ourselves into the character. Uh, and we put ourselves into the loyalty that we have for for uh, for Andre. So I think we we contributed a lot to to the population who watched it. I have people uh, who have watched it, of course, and they will call me and tell me. Even some people who would actually be honest and I asked everyone who has watched it to give me your honest, outlook in your opinion there are some people who don't like that type of film or not familiar with it but everybody enjoyed it they took something away from it i think it was family it was good clean family entertainment which we don't see much of nowadays i mean nowadays parents have to monitor basically everything their children watch so i think it was a, a, a it could be a family film and it was something that i even learned i'm familiar with the oak park area and of course chicago i live in the north suburbs but even to learn a little more about that particular community of Oak Park, you know, going through the museums and some of some of the areas in that community, so I would say we we contributed overall. And speaking for myself, I think um, I gave the general public something new. We gave them ourselves, and we gave them something else to look forward to. Because I have already been asked. They say, "Hmm, the way that end, I have a feeling it's going to be a wisdom too." So. <laughs>
1: Oh, gosh. And that, I mean, that segues to one of our next questions. But how was it working? You played the love interest, Jennifer, to uh, Joe Sutton uh, Jr.'s character. How was how was it working with him?
4: Oh, it was a blast. I really enjoyed it. Um, I do take the profession from being an actress very seriously. So starting head on, I think that was like our very first conversation with Joseph. I'm like, you're going to feel this like this is real, okay? I want you to remember It's not, (laughs) but he he understood and we had a ball. It was amazing. I feel that the chemistry was definitely there. We were able to build um, that connection and bring it out on screen. Um, The interest in one another, I think that was awesome. Um, I do feel as though we all kind of embodied our characters and we became that. So to this day, we still, Meet each other and we're in character. Yeah.
1: Immediately, like it's nonstop. I definitely want to talk with. Um, I have a. I always have a favorite scene if there's a scene and it's something that looks beautifully shot, Dre. And I'll, I'll wink to you with this. What bridge were you on when Queen was walking and kind of they were kind of contemplating some things, and how was that? I'll ask Dre. Like what's, what bridge was that? I'm just curious because it it was beautifully shot and I like kind of the angle you took because it was, she was, it was kind of a voiceover, but then she was, you know, it it looked beautiful. Where where was that exactly? I'm just curious.
0: Thank you so much for bringing up Mr. Wisdom's bridge. Uh, (laughs) Mr. Wisdom's bridge. (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Wisdom's bridge, man, uh, the story, quick story about that. Um, I'm at, I got into modeling before, um, I got into film and being a model, we had actually went to that bridge, the pedestrian uh, bridge downtown. Um, I think it's off of 50th, uh, right there, um, has the blue light on the top. Uh, but, uh, the pedestrian b- bridge, we took pictures there and we would always take pictures or we'll do video. Like, uh, we call it fashion film. And, uh, so I always wanted to go back to a bridge and do like, do a scene for a movie. So we did that in the bridge and over there, there's some rocks, you know, if you do some walking you'll see some rocks and you can go out into the, like the, the lake, you know? So, you know, just me exploring, I used to do a lot of exploring early, you know, when I was young and just finding places to take shots in different scenes.
1: Yeah, I definitely I definitely have done that, too, because there there have been a lot of films that have been shot here that has made Chicago look beautiful. And I'm proud when a film is shot here and it makes it look attractive. I'm going to switch. I'm going to flip this question back to um, Jennifer. I'm glad I'm very happy to hear that Dre was uh, taught you some technical things that happened because I'm a tech person. I'm definitely a techie and I and I love working with, you know, cameras and knowing all that stuff that happens. But the acting process, uh, definitely with working with Junior or uh, Joe Sutton who played your love interest, uh, was this your first time acting as well as, and and, I'll ask that also of you as well as Yolanda, you could let me know if this was your first time acting and how was it being under Dre's direction?
4: Um, I think that it was, actually um me being an actress is not my very very first i mean i play with it in high school Mm -hmm. um i actually started the drama club because i wanted something to do in high school and i wasn't the sporty type So starting up uh, projects things that I was interested in was something that I've always been into. So drama club um, was my very first project in high school, um, where we would do the skits, and I would I would organize the skits for the incoming freshmen's and to teach them about high school and what they were coming into. So um, I do have a background of education as well, because I started out becoming a special needs educator. Um, I'm also an advocate. So, um, a lot of the things that I do, I really don't do it for myself. I really do it to, to like open up other outlets for other people. It's always been a major thing for me. Um, I think that, uh, once we started, I started the drama club. I began again, um, with Andre as I became older, my children found an interest in entertainment. Um, they began to dance and sing, and I'm like, oh, Lord, I got to get back into it. So we started doing plays and things like that, and I'm like, okay, I-, I have to feed this. If they're interested, I have to feed it. And I began to have fun again, <laughs> right?
1: Wow. I began to have
4: fun again. And um, now it, it just seems like it, it's I'm on the right path. I'm in a point of my life where I feel like I'm doing what I was meant to do. Um, and... Also being able to display the movement, how to shift from one dynamic to the next, and I want to I want to share that. Um, I love it. I love it. It's a natural thing for me. Um, I take my feelings and emotions from um, previous uh, moments in my personal life, and I'm able to feed into those characters. What it is that I want to project. So anytime that it's successful like this, where well, we can have this interview with you, I know I did it right. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and Queen, how was it working with Dre? And I will say costume design. I don't know who did that. You ladies were dressed very nicely throughout the entire film. Happen. So whoever chose your your We clothes, did it. Danielle, we did it. Great we did job. So Queen, I, I like to address you as Queen. How was it? um in well, <laughs> playing the romantic the romantic opposite of Mr. Wisdom. How was that?
3: <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I know, I'm thinking about some scenes. <laughs> it 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 was it was really I would think it was uniquely and profoundly created and I mean being that we we all everyone everyone on the cast, we actually we're we're family now. We all did some of, we didn't know each other. Some of us have worked with each other in the past, but it's now like connected even in between filming what may be next, we we stay in contact. You know, we talk to each other like family, but work, working with Andre, he, he takes it very seriously. Uh, even though we laugh and joke, you know, he's on top. He wants to get things done. I think that's why he feels like he has a very good team of us coming together because everybody cooperates. Um, there were scenes yeah you know, when we filmed them when we left like you said he said he spoke upon um bloopers i believe uh hmm. mr michael <laughs> well maybe they weren't in there but we had <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> okay okay all right all right
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bloopers we,
3: we we had bloopers but it was all the fun we were you know we were all on point we backed together but as far as me and his love interest we we connect very well uh i think it was it was a a perfect perfect combination.
0: You want to hear a quick yeah, funny go story? Ahead. Go yeah. ahead. So, the queen and I was supposed to have a bedroom scene, right? And I could tell she was noticeably kind of shook by it. You know, it was like I don't know, you know. And so I started remembering um, Dolomite. Say my name, remember that, and when I I, I learned the backstory on how dolomite he, he wasn't he didn't think he was suave he didn't think he was uh what what people wanted to see on the tv screen so he wanted to make his sex scene funny and so i started thinking about that i said man i'm gonna make this i know in the story and we wrote it it was supposed to be sexy but i'm gonna make it funny <laughs> and you know what at the end of that thing i knew i had hit it home run because Queen came down and she gave me a hug. She said, thank you so much. Cause I was real nervous. That's <laughs> <She said. laughs> it, man. It was the great, the greatest thing ever. Because I was like, man, that I had to pull on my knowledge of seeing that mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. you know, to t- kind of like mm-hmm. pivot because it wasn't my name. You was know, it wasn't yep. going down.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's di- that's directed, man right <laughs> that's correct. i mean you yeah. know and, and some of those things you don't get taught you know no matter where you go yep. you, the experience of making the movie is, is your teacher that's how you learn because yeah. uh, at the end i mean you, you you leave it up before a sequel pretty much
0: um that's, that's, yeah that's
2: my that's my takeaway my non-professional takeaway is that so before a sequel
0: yeah <laughs> you file, know um... mm-hmm. I would love to 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 lend you know your ear on that and what is the proper amount of time to release a sequel for a movie that is decent you know we're talking to, that are, is getting some views you know you know what's the proper time you know to you know mm-hmm. you can't just pop out with another you know mr wisdom 2 the year after or the same month you know start shooting yeah, I, you know I you know mean-
2: I, I mean, you could take the coming to, you don't want to take the coming to America approach either, you know, no. <laughs> the people are, are grown, they have grown children, you know, next time hey, I'll
0: be, be Mr. Out. Wisdom for real, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say
4: no makeup, no
0: makeup, <laughs> man, for right. real, Just but, real, by,
2: real. Uh, but, but I don't understand because the other side is that you don't want to do it like Prince albums either. You don't want to have it, you know. One one month later, there's like a new whole new album out. Like, hey, I just finished listening to this one. What's going on? Uh, but it, but I liked how it, it was open at the end that it did blend itself for a sequel, so we could continue to see some of these characters because a lot of them I was very interested in, and I saw you, you kind of started telling the story about them, and I, I want to know more. So that's that's a good thing. We're you are getting more
0: yeah absolutely um you you know this is kind of the story of mr wisdom and and kind of you know going forward is that is that what you're talking about
2: yeah yeah but that's that's just uh i mean you know well i guess the new mr wisdom right the son uh you know queen you got you you know and and all these these other other characters that kind of popped in and out of the out of the story too that were pretty interesting
0: yeah you know what um you know this is what i'll say to mr wisdom um, it was born out of a need to, I wanted to see film in a different way. And like, I grew up uh, watching Spike Lee's of the world, you know, um, Robert Townsend's, you know, you know, these types of uh, uh, films. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but films became about gangsters and showing the bad side of life instead of really telling, you know, storytelling. And uh, so Mr. Wisdom started off because I wanted to say, I was like, I was getting these roles and I was like, I wanted to step out and do something different, portray -hmm. uh, portray myself differently. I wasn't no uh, drug dealer, gangbanger. Um, I I was an athlete that lived in the suburbs. So, Uh you know, my life was different. You know, I saw, you know, different world, you know, different uh, states, continents. I mean, I went everywhere. Mm -hmm you know, I saw the world. So my experiences were different. And so uh, for that reason, I started, you know, I knew the word needed to come out first, you know, because it is, it's, I, I saw what those guys, they, they were getting a message out. So I wanted to actually put out a word, you know, write something <laughs> that made a difference um, and so, and told a message um, mm-hmm. instead of, you know, and, and, and had my experiences embedded in that um, that weren't you know selling drugs or um, doing anything illegal you know it was you know just a real story and you know what i started bringing i brought in uh queen we got brought in beauty and i used these names because i was tired of the names that were being used uh for our black women in film and um really just the the way Um, They were being portrayed, you know, and treated instead of, you know, playing real roles. And so I I, I chose that because I felt like it was time to uplift Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. black women in film and, um, you know, allow us to kind of break out of that that stigmatization that has been put on them, you know, to be sex objects or to be um, these types of things that they typically, you know, why are we showing that? Like, we can get that, you know, going out to somewhere else. Like, we don't need to be showing that, you know? And so I, I was just tired of the narrative and how film has been going for Black film. And the history of it kind of began again here with Michael um, Michaud um, here in Illinois, because he was born here. So
2: we're talking about the filmmaking. I certainly am interested in the process of what it was like to put to make this thing. But it was like to be there and also uh Miss Davis I recognize that you did more than just act in this uh you know uh kind of a joke I saw the h h uh, I mean the hfD films the D I almost thought was for Davis because I saw so many <laughs> Davis names going across those credits I'm like wow okay that made a major contribution to this uh
0: yeah.
2: this film well what well, a wise a wise man once told me he said in the end of the day, your brand is you. Uh, 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 You you know, I think, you know, what wise man told me that uh, Mr. Wisdom told me that. Uh, So so (laughs) what is is your brand? And in over the next 10, 20 years, we see you making movies. When we see when we see Dre, when we see his uh, a Dre Blaze film. What what does that what does that mean? What will that mean?
0: Yeah, you know, going going forward, I think the history, you know, I, I think what you're going to see is each film is going to evolve. Um, I am learning so much and, and taking so much information. And the cool thing about your brain is as you absorb information, it becomes more absorbent, just like a sponge. You don't feed it any information. It's going to brittle up just like a sponge. It's not going to be absorbent at all. So I think my brain is at its highest level of capacity right now, which is awesome. You know, and so... What you're going to see is just, you know, a change of equipment. You know, I have some equipment in mind. I've already been planning out the next steps. I have a company. I got people, um, Queen, Beauty, they they down. Like Junior, they all down for HFD Films. So I'm looking at a studio. I'm looking at becoming an aggregator for people who want to release those films also. Because there's a lot that goes into it. You got to pass quality uh, quality control. And there's like a lot of different specifications that you have to go through in order to put your movie up on platforms that actually span across multiple states, countries, or whatever. And so, um, you know, you got to make sure it's edited right. You got to make sure you can master, you can master the sound and you can master the picture. I mean, there's a lot you got to know. And so I'd like to be an aggregator as well as a studio. Um, in order to not only make films, but also inspire others to make films themselves, because it is possible.
1: Yeah, anything, anything is possible, and I, it is a great way to honor, you know, our, the history of Black filmmaking. Just if you're able to do it, the accessibility to get your material out is is out there, and it's it's fascinating myself and um, uh, on behalf of myself and michael womble we want to thank you guys for joining us the mysterious mr wisdom it's available on amazon prime yolanda bell jennifer davis and the talented andre with a a z with a z gotta make sure it's with a z Z. and andre blaze rogers thank you so very much i'm valerie johnson and this is interludes For more of our interview and video clips with Andre Blaze Rogers and the cast of the mysterious Mr. Wisdom, please go to the Interludes Extra playlist on our YouTube channel. Next week on Interludes.
2: You know, one thing I argue in my book is that soul food is really the food that black migrants took out of the South in the Great Migration and transplanted in other parts of the country.
1: Our resident soul food scholar is back with his new book, Black Smoke, African Americans and the United States of Barbecue, Adrian Miller on the next Interludes. <laughs> Interludes. Original concept by Valerie Johnson. Written by Michael Womble. Produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. Brought to you by A1 Pestmasters. For all your exterminating and pest control needs, call A1 Pestmasters at area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1pestmasters.com. When you book your appointment with A1 Pestmasters, tell them that you heard it first on the podcast called Interludes. Please subscribe and like our new Interludes podcast YouTube channel.